Welcome to this edition of Doctors in the House. The Columbus Medical Association is thrilled to have two CMA members who are members of the Ohio General Assembly. And in this series, we will talk about what their experiences are as physician legislators, as well as the policy issues of the day. In this episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Anita Samani. Dr. Samani represents the 11th House District. Dr. Samani is an OBGYN at Ohio Health. Dr. Samani, thank you for your time today. Um, 2024 is a big election year with a presidential race and an Ohio Senate, U.S. Senate race and three Supreme Court races and some constitutional amendments likely. And um, in the General Assembly, half the Senate and all 99 members of the House are up uh, in 2024. So it seems like from where I sit, the legislature uh, is acknowledging some political realities and has a pretty reduced meeting schedule. Uh, with only a few sessions uh, prior to the March primary and maybe not much more after that. I just wondered uh, from uh, from your perspective uh, inside the legislature, do you see any upcoming legislative issues uh, in the next uh, few weeks or months uh, that you'd like to draw attention to uh, for your colleagues? Yeah, well, one of the ones that kind of got nixed for tomorrow is the bathrooms. You know, they're talking about banning transgenders, you know, the whole idea of, of um, bathrooms for the same sex kind of thing, you know, the, the culture wars legislation that was on the um, educate the higher education committee, I think it was um, that got canceled. So I think a lot of the legislation that may be directed towards culture wars, or that may impact people's primary races right now are sort of being sidelined. So we're seeing legislation like, you know, legislative days for Alzheimer's or legislative days, you know, for certain diseases versus naming highways after people. It's, it amazes me the amount of time we spend on those types of bills versus bills that could help people. Um, the other big thing that's happening right now is the budget. As you know, the budget appropriations are happening and distributing money in terms of, you know, arts organizations or Childhood League or the different things like the zoo, for example, um, Kappa here in Columbus, the airport is looking to renovate and is looking for funding from the state. Um, so lots of things in terms of the budget, but again, that won't be settled till the Senate takes up the budget appropriations and that won't probably be till March or April. Um, so we are doing a lot of nothing right now at the state house. I think we're all getting prepared for some of the big races in 2024, you know, including the presidential race. Yeah. Sherrod Brown is running against one of three opponents. All three of the Republican opponents have said at one time or another that they would support a national ban on abortion. So I think that's a big issue that is going to rile people up. Because um, as you know, last August and November, people um, very, very definitively said, no, we want our reproductive rights protected and we want the ability to decide things for ourselves, not at the state house with that 60% threshold. So I think Sherrod Brown has a tough race ahead of him, but I think that he's already starting to recognize the things that he needs to campaign on. Um, other things. Other big things are the redistricting, the constitutional amendment, people are collecting signatures. So if you happen to you know, have someone ask you to sign their petition, make sure you do to get the redistricting reform on the ballot. That particular initiative would 
create what's called citizens, not politicians. So there would be a bipartisan um, committee made up of non-politicians, no lobbyists, nobody who's involved with you know the state house to create fair districts. Because as you know, um, Ohio is very gerrymandered. And so the districts don't represent the voters as much as they represent what politicians want. Thanks for that update. And, and before we leave it completely on the legislative side for uh, any of the listeners who follow things at the state house, um, the budget issues that Dr. Samani was referring to there are for capital expenditures. The state operating budget uh, has been done, but every year, every two years, the state does a capital expenditures bill. And so that's the budget that she's referencing. Um, we're not opening back up the operating budget again. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, I'm I've gotten so in the weeds, I've forgotten. We've already done the one and we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no problem at all. Um, you mentioned that uh, this upcoming redistricting um, proposal that has been through the, the early uh, approval processes of the Ohio ballot board and the uh, secretary of state. And so now they're officially collecting signatures. Um, there is another voting related issue that uh, has been in the news recently. They're involved in a court suit um, trying to get through the early stages and get to the signature collecting process. Could you just touch on that a, a little bit and give people a sense of, of what this voting rights uh, issue is about? Yeah. So Ohio has some of the strictest laws when it comes to the ability to vote. And in the last couple of years, they've even created more barriers to being able to vote with shortening the voting period, shortening the time to register, changing what forms of identification are appropriate. So that particular um, amendment that you're talking about is looking at expanding voting rights for Ohioans. Um, as you know, that when you restrict voting rights, and we saw this in Michigan, when they were able to expand their voting rights to same day registration and to open things up a little bit more, make it easier for people to vote, they were able to flip their, you know, governor, state house, and all of their offices now. You know, so they've they've completely flipped from being a gerrymandered red state to being a blue state. Um, a lot of that had to do with increasing voter registration, increasing the ability of everyone being able to vote, rather just a select few. So the Second Amendment is about voting rights. Um, there's a lot of nitty gritty in there that I don't recall. So I'm not, I don't want to comment on that, but the main goal, the main objective is to increase and expand the number of people that are able to vote. So, and for our listeners, uh, these are potential issues, both the redistricting proposal and the voting rights um, proposal that Dr. Samani is just talking about there are potential issues for November of 2024 lots of hoops to get through, lots of signatures that needed to be collected um, before that happens. Um, I think- Luckily, uh, luckily the language redistricting um, has been approved. So that one is more about collecting enough signatures to get on the ballot. The right. second amendment is still facing hurdles because the language hasn't been approved yet. Right. I think the uh, the general tenor of your message today is that uh, there's going to be lots of focus on items that are more political in nature rather than policy in nature in 2024. And 
for our time, we might need to kind of leave it there, but we'll have opportunities to talk about these issues uh, in the in the coming months. Yeah, before we leave, I just wanted to make one comment. Um, Sunday, the Central Library Consortium had Tenehesi uh, Coates, I'm probably butchering his name, but he wrote Between the World and Me and The Water Dancer and amazing journalist, activist, speaker, one of the things I took away from his message was voting is the floor. That's like the basic civic hygiene. That's like brushing your teeth or, you know, planning to go wash your clothes or take a shower every day. That is the, the base floor that we should all be at. And then everything above that is what helps to make you a good citizen. You know, it's, it's the idea that we all need to participate in citizenship. So that was that talk was just incredible, and I can't tell you how many people I ran into and how many people were there. That surprised you know just surprised me. It was a packed house at the for Arlington High School. Dr. Samani, your uh, your dedication and your passion comes through, uh, and we appreciate that your efforts. Um, One thing before we go, Malcolm. First of all, I want to thank you so much for everything you've done because over the years organizing the days where we got to meet candidates, you know, prior to COVID, the idea of um, having physicians involved in advocacy and keeping us up to date and informed on what was happening in the state house. I mean, I think back to how many years you've been doing this, Jen, and I just want to thank you. Thank you for your hard work. And um, I don't know who's going to replace you, but I do think you're irreplaceable. <laughs> Thank you uh, for your kind words. Uh, I am going to be retiring later in the year. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting, the impact of the arrival of that Medicare card and what that does uh, to one's thinking. So uh, I've enjoyed my time uh, with the CMA and, uh, and certainly our time together. Uh, thanks for those kind words. Wonderful. Well, thank you again. Well, thank you. Take care. Doctors in the House is a podcast produced by the Columbus Medical Association. You can stay up to date on our advocacy efforts at columbusmedicalassociation.org slash advocacy.